Hi everybody, Johnny Meese here, and welcome to the podcast on a gorgeous and beautiful and magnificent day. Uh, All I can say is, today I am rich. I am rich in God's grace, God's mercy, God's joy, and God's peace, and I feel like like a newborn babe, so to speak. Amen? Fresh and ready to go. You know, when I was a young boy back in Alabama, uh, I often attended uh, these little country churches. My friends would invite me to go, and especially a time of revival. And it wouldn't be uncommon or even unusual to see a mother sitting on the pew with a, a diaper draped over her shoulder, and beneath that diaper was her baby, and her baby would be feeding. It was a very common thing back in the old days. You know, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 through 3, like newborn infants, it says, Long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. You know, those little babies, they love their mother's milk. They grow by it. So they long for it. They cry for it, in fact. And they become anxious when they go for lengthy times without it. They know very little else, but babies know they need that precious milk. They know that it is good. And they know their mother who feeds them is good. And here in this passage, Peter tells us, we've been born again through God's word, God's gospel, God's good news that endures forever. And this word gives us life. It grants life. This is the pure spiritual milk that feeds and nourishes us. So just like babies, we must long for that word if we have really tasted that Jesus is good. When I look at this, I think of Peter and I see Peter identifying two events with each other our salvation, and our tasting that Jesus is good. There is no salvation without our tasting that Jesus is good, without our tasting that God is for us, that God is supremely valuable to us. In fact, we must hear this word. We must believe it. We must take it to heart. We must taste it. So what then does taste that the Lord is good mean? Well, I think Peter's looking back into the Old Testament, back to Psalms 34, verse 8, where it says emphatically, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. There's other places, like in Jeremiah 31. I will feast the soul of the priest with abundance, and my people shall be satisfied at my goodness, declares the Lord. Psalm 63, my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. Psalms 119, oh, sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. And then in Nahum, the Lord is good. 
He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who takes refuge in him. Psalms 100, one of my favorites. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to the Lord. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Man, when I read the Word of God, these scriptures, all of these scriptures, all of them maintain God's goodness. However, from our human perspective, perhaps sometimes the Lord often doesn't appear to be good. I mean, we look around us, we see natural disasters, we see human tragedies. Even in our own lives, we experience hardship, pain, and suffering. So how do we taste that the Lord is good when life tastes bitter? Well, I'll tell you how. We praise the Lord. We praise the name of the Lord. We give praise to the Lord. Why? Because God's name is pleasant to us. Because he's chosen his people. Out of all of creation, he has chosen his church as his precious possession to declare the excellencies of the one who called us. And since he's above all gods, no power can snatch us out of his hand. We are his. We are guarded. We are kept by him. So while there is suffering and hardship, and it will come, we can still know. And in that knowledge, in that word, we can taste that he is good and we can rejoice in who he is. Do you rejoice in the Lord today? Do you rejoice? I think about all the goodness that God has shown to me in my life. And I can honestly say the Lord is good. He's been with me through so many trials and tribulations. And I can tell you that the Lord is gracious and he's merciful. God is slow to anger. And he's always abounding toward me with his steadfast love. The Lord is good. In fact, he's good to all. And his mercy is over all that he has made. What does the Bible say? All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. So we do taste that he is good. In part, and reminding ourselves and one another of what God has done. I remember what God has done, and I'm telling you, God is good. His mighty acts, his mighty character. I like to meditate on that. And when I think about those things, it makes me know that these great truths, they have substance. These great stories, these great testimonies in the scripture, they're like meat. They're like meat. And when I eat them, I'm satisfied, I'm full. So I know that the Lord is good by reminding myself of these scriptures and retelling them who he is and what he has done. And so as we drink in that precious spiritual milk of the word and we nourish ourselves, you're satisfied. You're satisfied. So, have you experienced that the Lord is good? 
that His mercy endures forever. I can tell you, my friend, that if you are longing for something, if you if you feel in your heart today that there's a lack, that there's a need, I challenge you to go to the Word of God, open the book, open the book, begin to read. Begin to read in the book of John, for example, the first chapter, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That Christ has come to the earth, to the world, to bring the riches, the goodness, the abundance of heaven to us. He's come to give you a life. A life that's more abundant. A life that's full. So I encourage you to come. Drink this milk. Eat this meat. Devour this bread of life. And know that the Lord is good. He's there for you today, my friend. In your your loneliness, if you're lonely today, He's there for you. If you're in despair today, He's there for you. If you're in pain or anguish today, He's there for you. If you're grieving today because you've lost someone so close to you, He's there for you. You can taste and see that the Lord is good. Right now, for every need that you have, God is there to satisfy your your heart, to satisfy your hunger, to quench your thirst. God is a good God, and His mercies endure forever. Call upon the name of the Lord while He be found. Draw near to the Lord. Amen. And taste and see that the Lord is good. Until next time, this is your friend Johnny Mays saying share this podcast with someone. Let someone else be encouraged today. Let someone else be blessed by what you have heard, what's fed you today, what's quenched your thirst today, what's touched your brokenness today, what's lifted you up, what's stirred you, what's caused courage to rise within your heart. Let someone else hear it. Share thy word, this word with someone today. Share it with a friend. Amen. Amen, and God bless you. Until next time, my friend, I'm, I'll keep you in my prayers. Thank you.